Hello and welcome to the Out of Ink podcast with myself, Bea Baranowska and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. <sighs> There's always just a silence after that bit while we, we're like, right, we've now got to record it. Who's going to go first and what do we mm. say? Um, we're both in the midst of prepping for launches, aren't we? We've got two more days, well, one more full day until we both launch new products. Mm. Stressful. <laughs> How how much have you got done today? <laughs> I think I've photographed everything now, but need to edit it all. I've cut and glued some mounts. I still need to mount about 150 prints. And I was doing that yesterday, and then my hand went numb. <laughs> so I had to stop, and, and I'm worried that's going to happen again. My, my uh, carpal tunnel that's coming at me mm, at pace. Mm, that's not good. I bought some wrist braces, though, so I'm going to be wearing those along with your gloves or is that the gloves no so i have cycling gloves that i wear in the studio and b thinks ridiculous it's so funny i love them so much (laughs) i look so sporty um and then no these ones i like to wear at night to like put your wrists in a position where the carpal tunnel isn't inflamed or something you're not sleeping like this mess yeah, with my hands all straight. I already do anyway, because I just try and make sure I do. Basically, it's not going well over here. <laughs> How are things with oh you? Dear. Well, okay. I've got a lot of stuff done. There's not much left to do. Mm. Don't want to make you feel bad, though. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, it's okay. I'll be in it. I've got the newsletter to write, which is never a fun task. And I've that got to make fun. some fun reels to appease the Instagram gods. To show people what mm. I'm actually releasing, which I hate, I hate. But yeah, it's going okay, I think. Okay, so you can come over here and massage my wrists <laughs> in the evenings then. <laughs> All that free time. Oh. Um, I came round yours on, was it a Saturday? Yeah. That, it feels like months ago. Was it a Saturday just <laughs> gone? <laughs> yeah, and we had a lovely dinner. And after dinner, I decided to dive into your footstools. <laughs> your yeah, Molly organised them for me. But uh, we must have covered this before. But basically, Molly has a real addiction to sweet foods and can't keep it in the house. Mm-hmm. She just eats it. Whereas I have a husband who's quite restricting on <laughs> on treats in the evenings, and we only have a few squares of chocolate a day. So we have lots of sweet treats in the house. Molly just doesn't understand the concept of still having chocolate left i I couldn't understand like i was looking through the most disturbing thing of all was there were at least four (laughs) chocolate bars that were out of date like that has never happened to me like never anywhere near i particularly enjoyed when we found some easter chickens that's mad we're in october (laughs) yeah and chocolate money which is equally even more mad because that's nearly a year old Oh, it's probably ten years old knowing you guys. Honestly, um, the problem is we don't we don't eat a lot of chocolate, but we just continue, we just continue to buy it slash get given it, so we we accumulate it. There was also a whole bag of Parma violets for some reason. <laughs> I didn't understand that, and a, and a half eaten. They're only a little packet. There was a half eaten kind of tube of them. <laughs> which I finished off for you. You had a great time. You basically had your personal tuck shop on Saturday. I just ate the dregs so that most of the packets were at least mainly full. (laughs) And then I organised it all, put it into one main footstool, (laughs) 
And then there, there's a separate footstool with it's still full, but it's it's just more organised. Mm, thanks. Yeah. I mean, it was really enjoyable for everyone involved just watching Molly have so much joy out of organising the Chockerman. And then we were talking about the podcast. And Adam decided to put the podcast on, on our speakers, but he put it on, like, triple... No, half speed. Oh, half speed, that's it. And Mm. it was so funny, I legitimately almost wet myself. (laughs) I thought I was going to throw up, I had to leave the room, I was just so sure. Like, honestly, if you've never listened to our podcast before on half speed, we highly recommend it. (laughs) Molly sounded like she was on so much heroin... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I sound really, really drunk. You don't sound that weird, but you, I just You definitely sound worse. You sounded like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so much more entertaining on half speed. I really would recommend it. And then it lasts twice as long. Yeah, so it's a double exactly. win. And this is the last episode of the series, so if you get bored and you need more of us, just, just do that. Just listen to it all again. <laughs> Right, I'm going to make you do the anxiety scale first this week because it's the last episode of the series. I don't think you've gone first for the last (laughs) six episodes. And therefore, would you like to introduce the anxiety scale for this week? I would love to. Back in my rightful place, going first. (laughs) Um, This week's anxiety scale, kind of following on from last week, it's similar. We're going for crisps. We like food anxiety scales. We Mm. like food, so, you know, stick with what you know. We will run out one day, though, and then we're going to have to branch out. You can never run out of food. Are you serious? No, but types of food. If you do have any anxiety scale ideas, do message us, because um, we need them. (laughs) (laughs) So, hang on, let me spin round my notes. I've written on a mount, so I've got... And what a waste of a poor little mount. No, I have so many. It's a dud. Okay, fine. So for my least anxious day ever, I'm having the best day and I'm eating M&S prawn cocktail shells. Is that like Skips, but fancy Skips? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're cheaper than Skips because they come in like a big grab bag. Um, but they're, they're even better. I love them. I love a bit of prawn cocktail. Yes, Skips mm. are delightful. Mm, they melt in the mouth. Mm. I don't like prawns, but prawn cocktail flavour. Oh, I Lovely. don't like prawns. Maybe this is the first ever anxiety scale that we'll fully agree on. <laughs> Maybe. We can hope. Okay. Well, I agree on your ten. What's your one? Number one, mature cheddar fancy crisps, like kettle crisps. Gosh, I hope I've never bought those to your house before. <laughs> oh, I've bought them to my house because Sam likes them. So they're often here, which I think is why I'm extra angry at them existing. I agree that they're probably one of the worst flavours of fancy mm. crisps. Because they're, they're so cheesy, aren't they? But like, Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, too intense. Yeah. I, I, I eat them. I, like, There's no crisp I wouldn't eat. <laughs> But uh, I'm annoyed if I find them in the house, you know, it's the only option. Yeah. Um, And then today I am Walker's Ready Salted. Oh, I'd rate that quite high. I like Ready Salted. Ready Salted. If we'd just gone for flavour of Walker's Mm Crest, I probably would have put Ready Salted right at the top. Classic. Really? Classic, Mm. yeah. Um... Oh, I always get it wrong. Basically, I always think you're low on the anxiety scale and you've been really, really high, like, the mm. whole series. I don't know, five. <laughs> Three. Oh. I think it's the lowest I've been of the series. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so you don't like ready salted walkers? I I'd eat them. I like them, but they're they're so you know, plain and like quite too, maybe too salty. I'd rather have salt and vinegar okay. or a cheese and onion or a prawn cocktail or a barbecue or just any <laughs> any other. Okay, noted. Um, I don't like salt and vinegar. Controversial. Oh, I love salt and vinegar. I feel like I always buy them for you. Uh, but I eat them. <laughs> I'll eat them. I know, but I, I buy the, you know, the fancy ones that are so salty from co-op that they burn your mouth off. You don't buy me some vinegar ones. You buy me crisps that actually are on my scale. We can't mention it until we get to my scale, hmm. but you'll remember them when we get there. Oh, I know those ones. Right, you go. Okay. You'll go. Ten. Hmm. I change my mind with crisps a lot mm-hmm. of the time. It goes up and down, so it depends how I'm feeling. And today I'm feeling like a ten is a pom bear. Mmm good aren't they they're so yeah. light and inoffensive and you feel i mean i feel like they're probably not healthy but i feel like they're healthy when i'm eating them because they're for kids well yeah and they're sort of low salt low fat hmm. i don't think i'd put something i'd rate like as inoffensive at the top like that's <laughs> do you know what i mean no but what i mean is like i'm always in the mood for pom bears do you ever feel embarrassed buying them though because i would feel embarrassed buying no them. but i tell you what i i was embarrassed but i well actually adam was more embarrassed that i bought this in lidl last week and mm. it was pepper pig lentil cheesy what's and they were definitely for babies because they are zero flavor zero salt zero sugar and they had pepper pig all over all over the packet well, how are they i actually love them hmm interesting choice and then number one mm. bad bad anxious day would mm. be french fries you know those t- really oh, i like those oh but they're so thin not interested mm. thanks and also they're really hard and they don't really taste of anything but they taste exactly like walker's ready salted no they don't <laughs> they're totally the wrong texture they're like so solid and weirdly shaped i thought we were going to agree on this sale so oh wait no, no, you're these thinking are the... of different no. crisps, aren't you? I'm thinking of the same shape of, as French fry, but those are terrible. Yes, right. I'm so they glad. Are terrible. They are so terrible. I was ter- thinking they're just the same shape ones, but your ones have a curve to them. And they're rock hard, right? Yeah, no, they're horrible. I agree, sorry. I oh, got that's that good. I'm glad wrong. you agree, that's good. Are you thinking <laughs> of the one that are like quite light and airy and look like chips? Yeah. Yeah, those are nice. I agree. Yeah. I like those. Don't know what they're called, but I like them. And then, today, I raised myself at the bag of crisps that Molly always gets in her house slash brings around to my house because she knows I love them. Mm. And it is the barbecue pop chip. Mm. Yeah, they are really nice. I really blame you for my addiction to these. Sorry. And I'm sorry I didn't bring them around on Saturday. I'm rude. <laughs> I mean, I, I sort of... Maybe should have put these at a 10. I didn't put them at a 10. I put them at a 7. You didn't even let me guess. Oh, sorry. What do you... What would you... <laughs> I think they're probably a 7. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Molly's been looking forward to this episode since the start of the series. It's a fun one and the one that... I don't have that much to to talk about because I haven't had that much experience. So I'm really looking forward to just sitting back and listening to B. Uh, no, I didn't sign off on that. 
So we, we asked you to send in funny stories and or questions and we got sort of a mix of things. So instead of reading out questions, I guess I'll just read out some scenarios. Mm. So um, first scenario we have here is someone who said they were once at a market and someone came up to their stand and said, I can buy a card cheaper in the card shop next door. And the person running the market just was like, well, why have you come to the market then? And why have you said that out loud? Yeah, it's a really unnecessary thing to say to someone, isn't it? I I have that kind of comment so much. Just if you stand there long enough at a show, you will get those comments. And they are, they're awful, but then they're entertainment for the day because then you can talk to your your market store neighbour about how annoying that customer was. I did the most low-key, most ridiculous like my parents' local church fate once and I took some mm. stuff along to sell. I was quite young at the time I probably had never done a market before and I took some cards and I remember this old lady coming up to me and being like, I think the cards were probably 250 at the time and she was like, yeah I'll give you 50p because they're not worth that. I- I'm not paying £2.50 for a card. Oh my god like, that's crazy. I'm at this little church fate and it was madness that's horrible yeah people just don't understand the hard work that goes into things as a small business like yeah you can go to a card shop and buy a card for cheaper but it's going to be much less unique and much less love is going to have gone into it i think people are often like just a bit annoyed that they're not pursuing their creative ambition and therefore (laughs) have to say something really mean like a year ago i was sat looking after a show for um the cotswold craftsman which is the guild i'm in and um, there were quite a few people in the room and there was like a couple in their 60s and they were walking around and then the man said to me on his way out, like just as he was leaving, he was like, it's all really overpriced. You know? <laughs> but so loudly that everyone else browsing could hear. Oh, that's And because he said it and then kind of ran away from me, I was sat there and I was like annoyed at what he said and just annoyed he didn't stand there so I could like talk back at yeah. him. Because I wouldn't normally talk back to someone, but he made me really angry. And then I thought, should I go and find him? And I thought, no, I, I've got a job to do and I can't Do leave. you think he thought that no one would hear that he was... No, he said it really loudly for everyone to hear. It wasn't oh. a whisper. He sa- he wasn't that near me. <laughs> oh, okay. And then everyone that was in there looked at him and then awkwardly continued browsing, obviously thinking, oh my God, is it overpriced? <laughs> and surprisingly, none of them bought anything. Oh no. Mm rude people the next thing that someone said has happened to them is Mm. they got a complaint from someone saying that they they'd ordered something and they hadn't got the color they wanted even though they had specifically had to choose what color they want (laughs) in the listing um and again this has happened to me and i probably Mm. told you about this at the time but do you remember that lady who bought the pink and the white Oh no, what's that? The you're one of your tea towels or oven gloves. She thought it was white, but actually it's pink. Oh, that's and you, a different example. And you example. sent me a picture saying, what colour is this? And I said pink, and you said exactly. Oh yeah, that's a different example. I was thinking of the time where this lady bought one of my gold enamel pins, mm. which, is, first of all, in the photo, clearly looks gold. Second of all, it says in it, gold enamel. Mm. <laughs> and she emailed me when she got it, and she said, I'm really disappointed because the badge is gold, and I never wear gold. <laughs> it's like, why have you purchased a gold enamel pin then? Oh, it's absolute madness. Yeah. I actually can't cope. I, can't I think, cope. in general, right, what I've realised from running a small business and what mm. you should take away from this, because you're mm. not alone, is that I don't think anyone reads listings. I think people no, just see things and they think, oh, that's nice, and then they click add to basket without checking 
you know, what size is this? What colour is this? When's it going to arrive? You know, basics. I also think this is my beef with Etsy. Well, one of them. (laughs) When you click on the listing, it has the picture and then you have to actively click item description to read it. On the app, at yeah. least you do. I don't know if you do. If you web don't browsing. use Etsy a lot, you might not know where that is. So you might just think no. that is no description, which is yeah. maybe why a lot of these things are going about. Yeah, I just think who designed that? It's terrible design. It confuses me, and I have an Etsy shop with one item on it, but still, I have one. The thing that happens most commonly to me on Etsy is people being like, I mean, I say most commonly, it's probably happened four or five times in the whole time I've been selling. And it's the message that goes as follows. Uh, Hello, I've received my picture and it's not framed as it was in the photo. Can you please let me know when, where the frame is? And it's like Mm. every single listing says, and it honestly, it says it about three places because I'm so paranoid now. It just says frame not included. This does not include the frame. This is just a print. (laughs) And also my prints are so cheap. The people who Mm. bought them who think that's coming in a legit wooden glass frame. Yeah. What their concept on money is warped. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I don't understand. Okay, the next thing is someone said, um, again, this has also happened to me. Uh, They've got Etsy reviews uh, where people have left a comment saying, oh, that's so wonderful, I'll definitely buy again. But then for some reason have only given three or four stars. Yeah. What's the other two stars then if it was perfect and you're going to buy again? Mm, It's mad. That's the best thing about not having an... I have an Etsy shop. It only has my advent calendar on it. But it's the best thing. Like, I don't have to worry about reviews because they can't leave them on my website. Like, if yeah. they've got a problem, they, can, they come to me and that's it. Have you ever thought about adding an option for reviews on your website? No, because it's not worth my anxiety. But I think the thing is, with your own website, you get much nicer customers than you get from Etsy because first of all mm. I think a lot of them probably feel like they know you because they follow you on Instagram yeah. and, and secondly they probably feel like they're getting I don't know if it's true because I like, I like to think that I give everyone the same experience whether they buy on Etsy or my shop but they probably mm. think they're getting a better experience because it's your shop directly so I think you just get good reviews yeah I literally I haven't had a bad customer on Etsy or my website that is right, right, like amazing <laughs> The only thing was the one I've I've had one four star review once and that was as bad as it's got really, which it, it is amazing. What was the owl thing that Paul said about? <laughs> oh, um, there was one. T- that I th- have I told it on here before? No. Let me know if I have. I feel like I have. When um, I was looking after a shop in my town, because I was thinking about having a shop, and the man came and bought... Like, he was, like, visiting the area, but on his own. I don't know why. He was, like, a bit older than me, and he picked up a picture of a Eurasian eagle owl, which is, like, um, a big owl. And sometimes they do pick up small dogs and uh, cats, I think. And the one round here that was based on used to, like, land on people, and it caused a bit of a nuisance. That's quite a friendly owl. Yeah, friendly or just terrifying. But <laughs> yeah. basically, um, he was like, oh, that's really interesting, and then bought it. And then the next day, he <laughs> drove back and said he was looking at him funny, and he didn't <laughs> he didn't like it, and they were scaring him, and, and could he get his money back? And then he told me he'd driven an hour and a half just to return it. And it was framed... 
It was £32, like framed in solid oak. Like it was not expensive. He could have gifted it on. That's but he so drove funny. an hour and a half to return it. And then he was like, oh, but I'd be happy to swap it for something. And he was looking at my work and he was like, I just don't think I want any of this. And then I was also looking after the other half of the shop was like a secondhand bric-a-brac shop. And he like swapped it for the other stockists, like um, secondhand, you know, a vase and something oh, else. No. So I didn't get any of the money back and it was just terrible. That's a bit sad. I'd forgotten about <laughs> A hilarious story. Yeah, I think all the bad experiences I've had have been in person, to be honest, mm. at shows and um, shops. Okay, the next thing someone said is uh, they once spent an entire day to draft out a commission and then they were ghosted by the customer. That's awful. Mm. That's that such a waste of your time. Yeah. I mean, at least they went further in. I guess that's the silver that's, lining. Um, an argument for taking a deposit before starting a tour. B, I have a confession to make. So after we did the commission episode, well, just before I'd got an email from someone asking if I would do a commission for them. Do you remember? Yeah. Because I m- messaged you and I was like, I cannot believe this. <laughs> yeah, and I said they're so lovely and I don't know how to say no and... And maybe it would be good to do. And I didn't, I just couldn't. Anyway, I left it for ages. And then that was rude. So then I said, maybe. And then they said, oh, don't worry, if not. And because they were so nice about that, I then said, yes. This was yesterday. (laughs) Oh, Molly. (laughs) They were so nice. They were just so nice. And I was just like, oh, this will be nice. And then I got to the end of the day and I couldn't feel my right hand. And I said, I couldn't do this. I emailed them again. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I actually can't do it. And it was such a mess. And they were so nice about it. She was was just like, I'm banning you. You're you're not doing the commission. Like, in a jokey way, like, you need to look after yourself. I mean, you should stick to your guns. Because basically, if you ever get an email again about a commission, what I'm going to say to you is... What you need to do is go and listen to our commission mm. episode and hear yourself say, mm. "I never ever want to do a commission again," and the reasoning behind it, and then you'll be you'll you'll find it easy to say no. It's just when you know when people say, "Oh, don't worry," and they're extra nice, and you just want to help them. <laughs> anyway, I couldn't tell you yesterday, and all day I was thinking, I can't tell B if I do do this commission, I'm just gonna have to not tell her because she's gonna be so angry. With yeah, me. I would be angry I, with you. I know, and then I just anyway. I wasn't. I should have just said no and not messed around for like four weeks. But anyway, we learn. <laughs> yeah, we live and learn, and we move on. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, next is uh, someone once told me that the lovely handmade paper I used looked like kitchen roll. <laughs> I saw this one coming. <laughs> That's not the one, is it? <laughs> That's really offensive. Although I definitely, personally, have made handmade paper that does look like Lou Roll. You have to be so bold to say that to someone's face. Yeah, you really do. Only a scary person would say that. It's like, obviously an upsetting thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, that's not nice. They don't deserve your artwork. No, they don't. It's quite funny, though. Mm. (laughs) Thanks for sending (laughs) mine. Okay, the next... Oh, this is a question. There's a couple of questions. And then there's like a mega story that I've saved mm. for the end. Okay, so here's the first question. Is the customer always right? No. What if they make a com- <laughs> What if they make a complaint that you feel is unjustified? Yeah, I really don't think the customer's always right. It's difficult because 
I quite often feel complaints are unjustified and people are just unreasonable. Hmm. I think we do this two different ways because I am a bit more of a pushover than you, I think. And <laughs> I and you stand up for yourself and, and you're more like calm about it. We were saying earlier before you started recording, like so last week I had two customers get in touch saying that uh, orders hadn't arrived and they were so lovely. I can't tell you how nice they were about it, but it still obviously gave me anxiety. And the total value of those two orders together was about £40. But, you know, I, it's been on my mind. I've been mm. worrying. And immediately sent them a replacement. It was fine. But you currently have a £500 order that's somewhere, somewhere. On the way you know, to Canada. Just float, floating around somewhere. And you're really chilled about it. It's a fair order, so it's a bit different because fair deals with all the shipping. So on the one hand, it's really difficult because on the one hand, I sort of feel like my pet peeve is when people blame you for their missing or damaged parcel. Like, I'm somehow responsible for the journey Mm. of A to B of said parcel, even though, like, I've posted the parcel and I've done absolutely everything I can on my end and then it's up to whatever delivery company to get it there. And I really hate it when people phrase messages as though, like... I've personally <laughs> done something to mean their parcels delayed or damaged. And, like, that's... It's never, ever the shop owner's fault. I feel like people don't give you enough slack for that. Because mm. you send a lot of things out. Like, it's not uncommon to have customer emails, like, saying, my order hasn't arrived yet. And, you know... And you're like, well, it's just been a few days, you know, sit back and wait kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I would literally not sleep. <laughs> like like and I take it really personally I think it's because it happens to me more than it happens to you that's the yeah. thing I'm so used to it and also because it happens a lot and I know that 95% of those orders or even more of it more are going to turn up the next day or the next yeah. couple of days so like I'm not going to send you a replacement because then a you've got two lots of the money I've spent two lots of postage and you've got a free item yeah and like b sometimes you just need to be patient yeah obviously the customer the customer is always right in the sense that when the customers pay for something you should do your absolute best to make sure they get it Mm. But I do think people have, in this modern day and age, we're used Mm. to Amazon, where things can come next day, and people just get itchy feet when their order doesn't arrive next day, or Mm. (laughs) in the the short term. And actually, we live in a really difficult times at the moment, where there are strikes all over the place, there are delays, and things take a bit longer. And unfortunately, some people understand, and some don't. The next question is... I think it ties in quite well. Um, how do you refrain yourself from sending an angry response to a really unreasonable customer? And this is a tricky one because before this episode, I was reminding myself of some of my <laughs> my worst encounters of people on Etsy and I found this lady who was honestly... Like, words can't describe how nasty she was to me. Mm. She just... She treated me like a huge corporation who had stolen her money and didn't care and at one point accused me of being a fake seller uh who was just taken her money and run away and was laughing about it which is unbelievable like it's unbelievable really um i've got like two thousand etsy reviews from people being like oh you know like really good customer service (laughs) and she really upset me and i remember crying at those emails she sent me and i reread through them today just to remind myself how nasty she was (laughs) But, um, Are you going to give us a snippet? <laughs> Go on, give us some highlights. Well, I brought that up because 
I was really, really polite in all the messages, probably until the one where <laughs> she accused me of being a fake seller. And then it is, it's still a polite response, but I think I, I did start sticking up for myself a bit after that. Hmm. Because it was just awful. And the worst thing is with marketplaces like Etsy, often they side with the customer. They value them more, it seems. So they'll refund them, even though you've done nothing wrong. And, you know, it's all out of your control. I'll read you a couple of sentences. So basically, what, what she did get her pass in the end, what happened is uh, she was in... America and it was delayed surprise surprise and she said this is just a snippet because I just can't read all of this filth out but she Mm. said I'm disappointed I have not been made aware of any delays and I've paid 67 pounds for nothing it seems like buyer beware and I think you're a fake seller (laughs) how would she how would you have known what is buyer beware as well I know then she said, my £67 are very well hard-earned money. And from your initial response, it seems like you don't care whether my parcel arrives and you should give me a refund now, whether it arrives or not. I can't. What was your initial response? Uh, oh, it's a really long message. It just said, you know, I'm pretty offended you don't think I'm a real seller. And <laughs> why don't you look at my reviews? And I, I'm obviously going to try my best to resolve this. I'm not going to take your money. I'm going to make sure you get your parcel. How dare you? Oh, yeah. Oh dear. Sorry that you had to bring that back up. Yeah. So, I don't know. You do have to be polite, but at the end of the day, when someone is being really abusive and nasty to you, I'm also Mm. not going to just sit there and let them walk all over me. Mm. Whereas my stance is, you can walk all over me, take all my money, I'm really sorry I ever let you down. (laughs) I'm like, literally... (laughs) No. I can't just I, I need to get you would, better. you wouldn't have been like that with this lady because honestly her like her wording is just so nasty. Mm. I read out a few sentences but the emails she sent me are like 30 lines long like yeah that level of abuse. Yeah. Not good. Okay, this is quite a long story someone sent in. I once had someone get in touch for a commission for a line print. She wanted a half and half print mixed with Bristol and Barry. Yep, that's Barry Island. <laughs> it's a weird combination. <laughs> I like a challenge, so I thought, okay, I'll go ahead. I drew it up and sent her a pencil draft. She okayed it and paid me 50%. I cut the lino, printed it and sent it to her. <laughs> she then said, it wasn't very fun. Can I make the Barry Island part more fun? <laughs> For reference, if people don't know what Barry Island is, it's like a seaside resort in South Wales. Yeah. It's, it's it an in, odd um, thing to mix Gavin with Gavin and Stacey? I haven't seen Gavin and Stacey. You have probably... never watched Gavin and Stacey? No, missed oh, that to, one. You need to. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Okay, so then she says, I added in a tiny bit more detail and sent it again, which is nice of her because by that yeah. point she sent her a line print. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't happy. I reminded her that she'd okayed the initial drawing and it was almost exact. I was so annoyed I sent a final print unsigned to her and we never (laughs) spoke again. Oh dear. Further Uh, to this, I've never done a commission since. It was a horrible experience and it took a lot of time. People's ideas and outcome differ to yours hugely and the fallout is so bad, just don't bother. Yeah, I think you need to remember that, Molly. (laughs) That's That's how you feel about commissions and it's summed up nicely there. I do understand her pain though of like, People are just assuming you can add things to a 
a relief print, which mm. basically you can only ever take more away from. I had two people at the last show I did, and they were very well-meaning people, but they said, I really like that print, but do you have it in a bigger size? And I was like, no, because <laughs> wood is that size. Like, I can't, like, this is an original print. And then I had someone say, I really like that cat print, and it's a cat looking out... You can see the back of the cat looking out at the moon. Mm. She said, do you have one of the cat facing the other way? (laughs) (laughs) And they were both really like innocent questions. They just didn't understand the process. But people do not understand that you whittle things by hand and, you know. I think it's really upsetting in in this story that um, she totally okayed an entire pencil draft. Mm. And then the lino print looked exactly like that, but she said... It needs to be more fun. Yes, crazy. I can't even imagine what. I really want to see a picture of it because I can't even imagine how you'd mash up (laughs) Bristol and Barry Island. No, clever. Yeah, I'm impressed. I wouldn't have taken that on. That that (laughs) no. (laughs) So the conclusion is difficult things happen, and some customers are less kind than others. Yeah, I think all in all, most of our customers are lovely Mm. and like you don't have to deal with the horrible ones that often yeah and everyone gets them yeah well apart from me apparently (laughs) well apart from me but don't take it personally i have just a quick apology to be just i've apologized to her in person but i just can't wait for this public apology (laughs) i just thought with an audience that um (laughs) she was right she's always right and that i think i had mice in the house not rats (laughs) you were so adamant it was rats as well after you told me that i was right i re-listened to the clip of you telling me it was definitely a rat and i was like oh i cannot wait for this reveal i I would have rectified it sooner but we'd done a double record so it's had to wait till now Mm. i put the wildlife camera out just catch the rats and i got 191 videos of mice (laughs) so it was mice and i'm sorry i told you mice can make a lot of noise if there's a huge colony of them well there was like in each clip there were multiple (laughs) mice as well it wasn't just like one lone mouse So, sadly, this is the last episode of the series, but Mm. we will be back with a Christmas special. We We love a Christmas special. We do. (laughs) If you've got a fantastic idea for a Christmas anxiety scale, send it in, because last Mm. year we did Christmas dinner. So, you know. Oh, did we? (laughs) We need to move away. Yeah, we did. Because it was when I realised you don't like sauce and I just made you loads of sauce for our Christmas meal. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're on our um, list that we have. Um, of possible anxiety scales the only Christmas one on there is Christmas decorations which I think is a bit weird what, and I think I came up with it your favourite Christmas decorations I don't know it's terrible so we need help I think Christmas films could be an option mm. but if you yeah if you've got a fantastic idea please let us know uh, so yeah we'll be back then hopefully you'll be feeling all festive by when's the when's the release date for the Christmas special Oh, if we say it, we've got to do it on time. But we oh, probably okay. should, shouldn't we? Hang on, let me grab my calendar. Hang on, I've got to find Trello. I reckon we should release it. 13th of December, it says on, on Trello. The... How does Trello already know? I was about to say the 13th. Because we wrote it down on Trello. Okay, so yeah, uh, we're so organised. We must have done that in, like, July. Um, 
our Christmas special will be out on the 13th of December, on a Tuesday as normal. And yeah, sorry there's going to be no episodes between now and then, but were you losing your mind with it or was it just me? That time will go quickly. <laughs> <Morning. laughs> Uh, all i do is complain yeah i will miss it i like i like recording yeah i like recording it i do like recording it yeah i know Um, you just don't like editing it i just don't like editing it um anyway but we really appreciate you coming back every week and listening and sharing if it wasn't for you we wouldn't be doing it and thank you to our sponsors of this series casa and cranfield colors for helping to make it happen and mm-hmm. to our guests oh yeah i'm just gonna thank everyone now sam marshall <laughs> and han cow yeah it's been and thank you to you molly you wonderful podcast co-host and thank you to you <laughs> b no for... that wasn't a uh, a hint well, it would be weird if I didn't. Mm, it would be a bit weird. Thank you for being... You've just said a wonderful podcast co-host. Thank you very much for manning the emails, emailing the sponsors, and um, turning up every week. <laughs> also, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I would love to sponsor the Christmas special, do send us an email to outofigpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> um... Right, that's it. Bye. Is that the end? Yeah.